Today on Power Tips Unscripted, Victoria and I are back from Remodeling Excellence Week and the Remodeler Summit and all of our awesome roundtable meetings. And today we're going to talk about some key takeaways and a new perspective on what was learned this week. And we'll hear all about it in just a second. You had me at hello. It looks like a meringue. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Here I am. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Recovering from a heavy-duty week down in Orlando with 600 of our favorite people. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All 600 of them. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah. You know, and the whole theme of the summit this time was evolution, the art of growth. And that just opened up a plethora of topics that we talked about when we were there, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Plethora. You made me think of uh, The Three Amigos. Oh. You don't know that movie, No, do I do not. Yeah. Another movie quote. Plethora. You know, we should make it a point to spill those into all of these. I should. It just, every time I hear the word plethora, I think of that. <laughs> Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? <laughs> yes, jefe. I have put many beautiful piñatas in the storeroom, each of them filled with little surprises. Many piñatas? Oh, yes, many. Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? A what? A plethora. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have a plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Why, guapo? Well, you told me I have a plethora. And I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so a plethora of topics. But, you know, the whole summit kicked off with this awesome video that I got to say you created. Well, thank you. It was beautiful. And the whole concept of that video was that from a child's perspective, children don't fear failure they learn from failure so yes. they they make choices you know they think it's not success or failure it's do i succeed or do i learn and from that learning succeed even gr- more even greater the next time right yeah i mean you know it's the old adage is you know failing is a good thing it's how you learn but as we grow up we we start to feel the fear of the failure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if any of you out there listening weren't at the summit or weren't at uh, the big kickoff section of the summit, we'll have a, a link in the show notes so you can see what video Victoria is referencing. But mm-hmm. it was ironic because as we were coming back and just yesterday, our good friend Wayne Rivers sent out his video blog And it was so in line with where we're coming from that I thought, you know, we got to talk about this. We got to share it. Mm -hmm. And um, it just was a good segue. You know, he did a neat little flip, Wayne did, in his introduction to his, his video and his podcast. 
His little flip was that he started out with a quote from someone who I can't remember that said, we only learn when we're miserable, right? <laughs> so, which in, goes right back to, do we learn when we're failing, right? right. We, we do learn when we're failing. But then he flipped that around to say, but look at the other perspective. We also learn when we succeed and how can we leverage that success throughout our company? Yeah, or, or he more, more specifically, we could learn from our successes if if we know oh, what to look at. Right, right. Um, so why don't we, instead of just talking about it abstractly, why don't we p- play the this, the segment for our listeners, and then we can um, touch back on it after that. All right, great. All right, so here's the episode that made us think, wow, we got to touch on this. This week I want to talk about how everyone learns from failure, but can we also learn from our successes? So the inspiration for this blog uh, was a Wall Street Journal article in May of 2019 um, where a professor writes about the importance of learning from successes as well as failures. And it kind of got me thinking, you know, we in small businesses are super hard on ourselves. We, it, it, it's, almost, it's almost as if we think that if we don't have that hard edge, that, that intensity 24-7, that we're going to become soft and not as successful or something like that. We're really, really hard on ourselves, and we obsess over our failures or shortcomings, even if they're kind of minor. I remember when I was a younger man, you know, my goal was to do X, and I did, you know, 90% of X. And man, the last week of the year, when I realized I wasn't going to actually hit the goal, uh, I was pretty miserable. I was probably miserable around my wife and children, too, but that was silly, I mean, okay, I didn't achieve the goal, but I got 90% of it. Golly, that's not too bad. If you make 90 on a test in college, that's considered an A. <laughs> so I was obsessing over making an A, in essence, and that's, that's really ser- uh, kind of silly. Um, there's a, there was a Scottish philosopher named Malcolm Muggridge, and Malcolm Muggridge said, we, in so many words, I'm paraphrasing, he said, we only learn when we're miserable. And we do, if you think about it. When we do have big setbacks, bad projects, bad jobs, horrible customer relationships. We do learn a lot from those things, but can we also learn from our successes? And in this article, we've kind of synthesized it. We've got five tips for learning from your successes, okay? The first one is, um, oh, I want to go back even farther. Um, I went to a conference one time, and the, one of the former Blue Angels, you know who the Blue Angels, the precision flying team, the blue, one of the Blue Angels' former pilots was there. And he gave a wonderful presentation. He talked about how they met as a group after every single practice, every single performance, they met as a group, and they dissected the the entire performance, looking for not only failures but also successes that they could build on. And it's the same thing. I have two buddies who were uh, Navy A-6 pilots in the the 90s, and they filmed every practice takeoff, every real takeoff, every landing – they film it and review every single one. Again, not looking for failures or mistakes or problems necessarily, but looking for successes that could, they could build on and even teach to other people. So um, the first tip, I want to talk about process. That I have a, a friend who was just always a bad driver. I mean, anytime he drove, we were going, he just scared the, the dickens out of everybody, golly. And he, he always came back. He's like, hey, you're following a little close there, buddy. And he would always go, look, I've never killed anybody. <laughs> and I, that was the stupidest. That was, his, that was his pat answer. That was so dumb. But, you know, what he was focused on 
was the outcome. I've never killed anybody. He wasn't focused on the passengers and the process of driving. He was terrible at the process of driving, but he focused on the outcomes. I've never killed anybody. Well, that's a horrible rejoinder. And, and what I, my point here is that you can focus on process. So look at what your processes are for business development or project execution or, or whatever it is and analyze the processes so that you can find not only problems with them, but opportunities for success and ways that you could take from process A and build it into process B, C, D, because if it works in one process, chances are good it might work in another as well. The second tip is to copy the A6 pilots, to copy the Blue Angels, and, and look, look, do a post-mortem, do an after-action analysis of every single project, every single whatever it is, every single job that you have in your organization. And again, analyze for success opportunities as well as failure opportunities. Make it mandatory because if you don't, the chances are you're not going to analyze your successes. You're going to say, well, we were lucky. All the, all the stars and moon aligned and blah, blah, blah. And it just, it just happened. It, don't do that. Make it mandatory because yeah, okay, maybe you did get lucky, but do you get lucky on every single success? Is that really it? Or is there something you're doing that, that creates success in some of your processes and some of your jobs that you can learn from? All right, the third thing is acknowledge that it's not anybody's genius that creates successful outcomes. It's, it's almost always the result of a, of a team effort. If you think about it in your organization, I mean, even the Family Business Institute, which is a comparatively small organization to many of yours, almost everything now is a team effort. I mean, I put my hands on a few things, but chances are good that if I'm putting my hand on a few things, other people in the organization also had a responsibility for that outcome. So it's not the leader's genius. Don't pat yourself on the back too much. It's not one person's genius that produces great outcomes. It's a team effect. In any business with any scale to it, it's a team effort that produces success. All right, the fourth tip is do benchmarking. If you're not doing financial and process and performance benchmarking in your organization, you're missing a great opportunity uh, for learning because you say, boy, we're really effective at this. We're really profitable. Our margins are so good. How do you know? How do you know to what are you comparing? Are you comparing to last year in your same organization? Well, guess what? Maybe your margins are 10% worse than the industry average, and they have been for years, and you don't even know it. Benchmark your processes. You can learn from the others. We talk about our peer group all the time. If we're doing foolish things in the sales process, why wouldn't we learn from our peers in our group that are doing wonderful things in their sales process? I mean, why, you know, why would we not learn from what other people are doing well. So look at your processes, look at your finances, look at your operations, and find ways to benchmark them against your industry and your peers in that industry. And the fifth tip is get outside perspective. So if you want to learn from your successes and your failures, the best way often to do that is to get somebody else's viewpoint. And there again, that's why peer groups are so valuable. Somebody who's objective, somebody who doesn't have a, a stake in the outcome, can often see flaws, opportunities that you don't see because they're not there every day. It's a forest and, and the trees thing. I always say that our, our uh, peer group members are wonderful consultants. They really are, as long as they're not looking at their own companies. <laughs> it's the same thing for us at FBI. As long as you're not looking at your own company, you're probably a gifted business consultant because you do 
have that objective outside third-party uh, ability to scrutinize in a way that an insider doesn't. Okay? So whether it's success or whether it's failure analyzing, neither is a permanent condition. So that's the good news. The good news is if you've been failing in a certain area, you can improve. Better news, if you're succeeding in a certain area, guess what? There's an opportunity to improve that performance too. So we'd like to hear what you do. How do you analyze your failures? But more importantly for, for this blog, what are you doing to analyze and learn from and build on your successes? We'd love to hear from you. This is Wayne Rivers. Thanks very much. I thought Wayne made some awesome points in that in that uh, blog. It was very, very insightful. And I love how it was – I mean, you can always be learning, right? Mm -hmm. it, you don't have to be in success or a failure. I think the thing that we were bringing to the summit and with our video was that failure is your best opportunity to learn. But if you overlook your successes, then you're also missing an opportunity to improve and learn from those as well. And, you know, he was referencing some of the most well-known organizations in the world, Blue Angels, right, who do so many things so spectacularly well, but yet they analyze everything they do to try to find more ways to leverage what they've done well. Well, you know, and focusing on the process, I loved that tip as well. I mean, it, we've talked about having the post-mortem or the job autopsy and so on. And, you know, you can learn from the success, too. It's like, hey, this time, you know what? We didn't have that one delay that we always seem to have. What, what was different this time? Why mm -hmm. were we more successful this time in that element of the job than we usually are? And to dive into that success is another, another way to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing he mentioned on was benchmarking yourself. And this is something that we talk about in a number of our programs. It's not just benchmarking yourself against the average Joe. It's benchmarking yourself against some of the best people in the industry, right? So who are you benchmarking yourself against? How do you know if you're doing particularly well if you're only looking at the mediocre or the average person? Right, or, or only focusing, and to segue from that, only focusing on the end result. You know, uh -huh. like, like this was his, his buddy that was driving, his horrible driver. He yes. said, well, I never killed nobody. Yeah, um, really? Yeah, well, you're yeah. only focusing on the end result. Well, it's kind of like, he didn't say it, but I thought, well, I got you there, didn't I? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, maybe you did, but, you know, there was a process involved that I wasn't too fond of. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> sort of sounds like you're driving. I'm, uh... Really? <laughs> Seriously, we're going to go there now. <laughs> okay, so uh, good stuff from Wayne, and um, he always is uh, super smart in, in what he shares with us. And I'm always thrilled when we get together with our roundtable group to hear from him and get his perspective on our industry and our business. Yeah, and you know, for those of you that that are not regular listeners and aren't familiar, Wayne is part of our Remodelers Advantage um, roundtables peers that we meet with. We meet with other like organizations like ours to share ideas and all that, um, because we all walk the walk. We don't just talk the talk. But go. Wayne is one of those brilliant minds that I love to uh, pick anytime I see him, and as usual. He came up with a gem this week. So we hope you enjoyed it. For everyone that was at Summit, we hope you had a great time there. I know I certainly did. It's always good to see some old faces and new faces as well. And I had a great time. Me too. So thanks, everybody, for being here. We appreciate you listening in. And we will be looking forward to seeing you next week. I'm Victoria Downing. And I'm Mark Rory. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 
This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day.